Welcome everyone to Babes on the Brink. We're covering Traitors Canada episode five. Joining me as always, my number one faithful, my everything. It's Chili Philly. Hello. Hello. How are you, Annabelle? Oh, 30 flirty and thriving, babe. <laughs> Now, we are super, super lucky today because joining us from the Traitors Australia Season 2, the killer queen herself, <laughs> no mercy, it's Camille! Camille, <laughs> welcome! <laughs> oh my god, what an introduction, I love it, Annabelle and Philly, thanks so much for having me, can't wait to talk about Traitors Canada, Episode 5. So before we kick off, Camille, this is the first time we're catching up with you. We're five episodes in. What has been your feeling about this season as a whole so far? Oh, my God, I want to play with these people. I have loved the season so far. Um, of course, the one episode a week um, has been a little bit difficult in that, what you know, what's going in. Um, but I do my catch up with your podcast just to refresh of what's going on. Um What's my overall feeling? I think the traders are going so well. Koozie and Mike, oh, my gosh. There's been a couple of switched on faithfuls and another not so switched on. Um, but I, I'm actually just really enjoying watching it as a viewer as opposed to the contestant who used to sort of sit and analyse and take notes in the Traders US or the Traders UK or whatever. Just like Traders New Zealand, I just enjoyed watching it and that's what I'm doing now with Traders Canada. Oh, love that for you. I'm still taking notes like anything else. <laughs> so this is why we love you, Annabelle. <laughs> All right. So let's kick off episode five. And it's the round table continued. We we had a real blue balls round table last week, but here we are. So just to catch everybody up, when the round table cut off last week, we'd seen there were two votes for Trayvon in Rick and Mary. Two votes for Rick in May and somebody else who I'd written down as Rick. So sorry, I don't know who that was. And then Crystal had voted for May. All right. So here we go. Episode five. Kevin gives a vote for Trayvon. We see that um, the, and then it's just everybody all in on Rick. Tempt the Rick. Rick the temp, sorry, Rick the dick, whatever we were calling him. <laughs> Pull one out for him. Philly, were you sad to see Rick go? Uh, yeah, well, we did anticipate this being the end result last week, so it wasn't that um, we were too surprised by it. But I think kind of what, what I guess what I'd missed from him, especially going thinking about what we were talking about last week, was that he was somebody who was catching on to what, was required of a faithful in the moment as somebody who I wouldn't necessarily think uh, had watched the show before. So yeah, unfortunately, and I feel like this week we kind of are seeing more and more the sort of lines between the people who sort of get it and people who don't. And um, it's just, yeah. So unfortunately we just, we're losing a lot of those forceful people and Hey, by the end of this episode, we're losing another sort of loud person as well. So, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting because we actually lost three people in one episode and we're sort of thinning out real quickly our uh, sort of the louder personalities amongst the group. It's not easy being loud and full of personality on these shows. <laughs> really, those ones that attract, attract all the attention. <laughs> hey, Annabelle, really, do you guys pay attention to... Um, where the host starts at banishment. So this time, um, Rick, what you know, was the first person to reveal their vote. Do mm -hmm. you guys see any any sort of um, pattern in that? Like Annabelle, for your banishment in our season, do you remember who the first person to reveal their vote was? <laughs> ah, painfully, I do believe it was. Was it me or was it? No, it was Blake. It was Blake. Was it, it Blake? Was that where you were? So it was. Um, it's it was right sort of near you so yeah uh, when rick was asked first i was like rick you're going you're yeah. going i didn't need to see the rest yeah oh yeah i always read into that sort of stuff because especially if you know who the person is next to them and what they're probably gonna vote then yeah you know it's it's almost kind of like with survivor 
how you, everybody votes, whatever, but then they still reshuffle the votes to sort of create the most dramatic reading. Yeah, they suspect that they tease you with, oh, it could be Travon, it could be May. Oh, no, Rick, 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 Rick. Yeah. Well, I hadn't been paying attention to that at all, and that's why we needed you super observant queen. <laughs> Thanks, Camille. Um, all right, there's not a lot of fallout from this. Mary knew he was a faithful. <laughs> May doesn't care. She found him slippery anyway, unsurprising. Kevin thinks that everyone else sucks. <laughs> Show me the lie. Um, and then Trayvon starts to have a bit of performance anxiety this episode. <laughs> um, anyway, we need to get to the Traders Tower because th- this is where we need to go off. Um, I am shooketh. Mm-hmm. So... Cousy reveals to Mike she's got the shield and Mike shuts down any thoughts of recruiting. Cousy doesn't push back on this, even though we Mm -hmm. saw all last episode, she thinks that's the right thing to do. She's happy for him to chuck himself under the bus. Mm -hmm. All right. Cousy throws out three names, Kevin, Crystal, and Fierce. All three of these people (laughs) were on Team Red, along (laughs) with Cousy, and should all be protected by the shield strategy. Camille, what was your reaction to this? Oh my gosh, ballsy. I I can't remember any other season where, you know, they've been using this blanket protection of the shield strategy. We used it. The traders never went for that side. And here we are undermining that shield strategy. Um, I actually really like it. I, I don't mind that she's willing to do that. Um, far out what I did find interesting and maybe I missed it in the earlier episodes but Koozie says Chris Crystal was on to me mm. as well as being really on to Mike has that come up before is that have I not have I missed those conversations I don't I don't I don't remember if that was ever a thing I don't think we got a lot of content about it but I was just listening to Crystal's exit interview on Rob has a podcast with Puya um and she did say that she was suspicious of both Cousy and had complete Mike read for filth. So I think she was clearly quite observant. Um, I, I've got to disagree with you, Camille. I don't like this at all. I think it is insane. It is absolutely insane. It guarantees that one of the people on Team Red I are love a it, traitor. Though. I love the messy. I love it. And <laughs> even... Even if they sell the idea that it's a crapshoot, which is what Cousy is trying to say it was to the rest of the, the faithful, it's still bad because it then means that Crystal was so on the money and correct with who she had read as traitors that it was worth it for the traitors to take a crapshoot, which then puts more emphasis on it being Mike and Cousy. Mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. was a terrible move. Who did Crystal tell her information to about? Mike and about Koozie. Mm. How much did she share that? And look, she had a little bit of influence, I feel, that if she did mm. share that, that could be taken on board. I don't think it's going to come back to bite them. I just, as in the traders. And you know what else I love? I love as a trader that now you can't sleep well. You can't say, oh, my team won the shield. And even though I don't have the shield, I went to the armory. I might be able to have a good sleep time. No one can sleep well. You're all going to be tired. <laughs> you know, it's good for the traders. Bill, break the tie. I think, I guess I'm thinking about sort of how my, because I, what I wonder is that did Kuzi allow herself to take that risk? And maybe it's a discussion they may or may not have had after Mike threw himself out there um, with the other, with the Gurkha murder. Maybe it was a bit of a tip for tat, like, like Gerp was like right on me. We murdered him. Um, let's get rid of Crystal. She's bang on us. And maybe that will even further emphasize that it's too obvious. Cause that was what they speculated last time. But in saying that, um, yeah, un- unfortunately the it's it, that because it's sort of still under this guise of like who had the shield and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't think they, no, this is the first time they did the shield, right? Yes. And so they didn't reveal, and nobody revealed that they had the shield at breakfast or anything. No. So, yeah. So, like, unfortunately, if Kuzi was like, I had the shield, oh, well, see, that makes it suspicious. That's yes. what makes it suspicious. You couldn't do that. 
she might feel that Ke- I mean, and she's correct at this point that Kevin, Fierce, Mary, and Gerlina all names ahead of her at this point. Mm-hmm. So she might feel like it was safe to. That said, it only takes one more piece of evidence. It only yeah. takes the overlap one more time for someone who's paying attention to connect the dots and say, Cousy was on that team that time. Cousy did this this second time. And she's toast. It was an unnecessary risk. I'm with you, Camille, insofar as it, it's good TV. Um, but I, I this is not <laughs> a risk I would have taken. <laughs> Yeah, it's an easy risk to not have oh, yeah. taken. No other traders. I can't think of any other season, can you, or series no. where they've used this shield as a blanket protection for the group. No one's taken that jump, have they? Unless it's been done in the non-English speaking versions, no one else has taken this mm. jump before. And I would say for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch this space. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, do you, do you guys see the preview for next week? Hey, I think. Ooh. The preview. Yes, I yeah. did. But I did see, well, we, we might get down to that later, but in the armory, who gets the shield this time is also saying that he's not going to say. Oh, God, not this yeah. I'm not going to say business. Yeah. Mikey, What's the point of that? Mikey, right? I'd be proud. I, I would, as a faithful, you got, I mean, I suppose you got to read it. you got to read the group you're playing with. Like, mm. it's like someone in our season, Annabelle, what got it, got the shield twice. We wasted a whole, and didn't come down and tell us at breakfast. No. Look, no, I, I wasted a lot of energy thinking about that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Unfortunately, this baby girl over here couldn't afford to lie. Everybody looks at her suspiciously anyway. Um, speaking of suspicions, we, we come down to breakfast. The first people in are May, Leroy, and Donna. And May is already floating the concept of the shield strategy and saying, well, look, is it possible that there was a traitor on the red team? They got the shield and they might take a risk. And this concept starts snowballing. Um, So Mary, Dom and Melee enter. Mary said she was really convinced by Rick at the round table. Um, Gerline and Kevin enter along with Mickey. Kevin's stoked not to be the last one in for a change. And this is another sort of big element of the strategy this episode. Kevin tells us in a confessional that he's going to branch out from his alliance. Um, You know, he's been working with Fierce, Cousy, and apparently Gerline this whole time. (laughs) Today, he wants to zero in on Donna, Mickey, Mel A, and Dom. Phil, were you surprised to hear this from Kevin? No, because I guess, well, one, he's played these games before and I think we've talked about it a few times, but, you know, uh, Traders isn't like Survivor where you have to sort of be in an alliance and you bring them to the end. It's a more fluid sort of way of working. And I feel like maybe something that might be not, told by Kevin or maybe it's the reason why but like basically the group he's with are basically I mean currently outside of Gerline mm-hmm. are almost all people who are potentially on sinking ships and then they're uh, like the Donna Donna Mickey like oh those four people are people who are definitely faithful it's like they haven't done anything to be crazy or whatever if you're aligned with fierce and cozy and like it's just it's I think he must have identified that it's going to be easier to persuade this other group of genuine faithfuls as a faithful to vote one way as opposed to, and I guess Gerline comes across quite genuine and thoughtful as well. So, yeah, I think I think he's just been very conscious of the people he's with and how, what impacts, especially Fierce. Fierce was a sinking ship at that point, to the point of which they basically blindsided Fierce at, at the banishment without anyone planning on doing that. Like, so Kevin identified that and that's, I guess, very good social understanding. Mm. What have you been thinking about Kevin's game so far, Camille? Love it. Love it. I love hearing more and more of his confessionals. I love hearing his strategies. Um, It's not to say that the others aren't doing confessionals and and explaining strategies because I know Um, what it's like to watch the show back and not hear your strategies, not like your testimonials explaining everything. Philly, before I said to Annabelle, you know, I was like, Annabelle, nice to meet you because I know I met you on the show, but 
you met that person on the show mm. and there's a whole lot more to me and there was a whole lot more um, in my testimonials that I think were just not played. But anyway, what do I think about Kevin? Um, I love that he's, he's I, I love that we get to see and hear his strategies. I like the concept of, and you would know, having the alliance with the trader. Um, you get into bed with them. That's what you do. Um, yeah, I think he's going really well. He's just misplaced where he, he thought Mary's a trader. I'm going to um, create that alliance with her. It's just that he's got the tr- the wrong trader. Yeah. Babe, you're already spooning your trader daddy. <laughs> Pussy, she's right there. Don't back off her now. Exactly. Everybody needs a trader daddy. <laughs> No, I haven't really enjoyed Kevin. He is getting a big main character edit, significantly yeah. more confessionals than anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. RIP everyone in gaze for Dom because we get another zero confessional episode <laughs> from Dom again. No. Yeah. He had that one. I think we had that one like glowing confessional from Trayvon about Dom and we thought, wow, he's on the upswing and then nothing ever happened of that. Nothing. You're right. Kevin is getting a massive edit. I just enjoy seeing and hearing about some strategy. I don't mind who it's from. Like I, mm-hmm. I love hearing about like Koozie's like playing a great trader game and hearing her strategies. Yeah. Uh, well, Camille, I don't know if you've been watching Survivor UK, but that's almost the antithesis of what we're talking about. It's like no strategy, just feels. Um... Is that right? Oh, I can't wait. I'm going right to I yeah, will, I will watch it. I love Survivor, by the way. I love you too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but I will binge that one. Yeah, look, it's really fun watching them discuss the concept of alliances, what a strategic faithful game <laughs> looks like, which yeah. is making alliances with the faithful and getting cozying up to a traitor. So I'm really, really happy to see that from Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I he's doing a great job of playing that strategy and keeping the heat off him at banishment. So hats off to him. I'd really love to hear from him when he, if he'll talk to us afterwards mm-hmm. about how yeah. he's pulling that off. Um, yeah. All right, we, we can't skip this bit. We get a very extra entrance from magic mike if you haven't seen david bloomberg's tiktok imitating this everybody go out and watch it it's hilarious but mike enters the breakfast room with a loud bang his flame in front of his face did you love it phil did you live for it um hey i can't i can't be against any sort of uh over the top theatrics on tv shows at this point um now hey at least he's having fun with he's he's milking his screen time even though he's a trader so he by default gets like half the screen time but yeah no at least he's making the most of it it's just i just really wonder how it actually lands because obviously it shows their reactions but surely some of them afterwards are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Like, woo. I wonder how many times he made that entrance. Was it only once? Oh, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Could you do that again? We just need, because we know how many times things happen, don't they, Annabelle? Um, <clears throat> I, I, look, it's clearly in, in the rule book, it says you are not to bring any props with you to breakfast oh. to bed whatever and here and I'm like is the production set up like why is he allowed his cards or his flaming whatever he had I so, love it because wasn't that a thing rules. I like the rules yeah wasn't that it wasn't that the thing with old mate in the first season of Australian traders that he brought way too many props yeah I heard that yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why no footage no <laughs> content no nothing the rules don't apply if it's fun and Mike <laughs> is fun and yes. we love it. Um, May is onto it. All right. We've, we see that Crystal is dead and May's like that straight up. There is a traitor on red. We just need to narrow down that pool. Um, yeah. All right. But the, the highlight of the breakfast for me, and I'm sure for you as well, Phil, cause I know how much you love a bit of fierce drama. <laughs> Fierce comes in to breakfast, announces that he hates Kevin and he's not going to talk to him now. He's going to talk to him later. <laughs> got to tell me about this fallout with Fierce, Phil. Talk to I me. Love, I loved it. Because also, like, 
I feel like the Kevin and Fierce relationship sort of faded in and out sort of circumstantially. So, you know, there'd be a real intense episode where we're like, yeah, we're together. And then we wouldn't hear from it for an episode. Then they come back and all this sort of thing. And so, yeah, for this, and obviously we've only seen um, the, we've seen the sort of um, the aggressive, the aggressive version, offensive version. I don't know. I don't know what's the more appropriate word, that version of Fierce. But we haven't seen the, yeah, the sulky defensive version of Fierce, which I feel like that's the version that she most was like on Drag Race. So that's the version that's this, this, this sort of sulky, like, I can't believe you did that to me. (laughs) And then they're like, I didn't really do anything. That's the funny thing. See, I think I explained this at the very beginning. Basically, people were doing things and Fierce would be upset at them. And then she'd be like, you did this thing. And they're like, I didn't actually do anything. And then she'd be all so cute. The same scenario happened to poor Kevin. Kevin didn't actually do anything. It just wasn't in support of her. And so, yeah, so unfortunately Fierce, uh, yeah, just it's, yeah, I loved it. I loved it for for Fierce's final episode. It was really like a showcase of you know, all the emotions of this, which I appreciated. Did you live for it, Camille? Look, well, I um, I don't know. I just thought, oh, my God, imagine playing with her. Like, that is a difficult person to play with. Um, <laughs> but it, look, it Kevin, another testimonial from Kevin, and he talked about the three, you know, you need the brain, the heart, and the instinct, I think he said, mm. and, mm. and this only plays with the heart. Um, yeah. You know, that's just enough. Kevin's keeping us on track. You need these things, guys. And it's true. For me, it mm-hmm. was more intelligence and you need emotional intelligence. I just said it in different words, but you need the head, you need the heart, and you need the instinct. And then you need a little bit of luck thrown in as well. Yeah. It, this killed me. In their <laughs> post-breakfast conversation where Kevin goes, not Kevin, Fierce goes, you're Mr. Rude and Mr. Backstabber. You didn't vote for Rick and you don't talk to me enough. <laughs> we need to float, Fierce. We can't spend all of our time together. I was in hysterics. It was amazing. Oh, it, it was it was really funny. Um, it's just so funny. Who would have thought out of the fallout of Rick going home after Fierce went so hard, the outcome would be Fierce would be mad at Kevin so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, so random. Well, Fierce, if you want to hand in your gaze for Kevin t-shirt, I'm more than happy to take it off you. <laughs> this was perfection to me. <laughs> Hey, did you guys know that Fierce had a, a has a traitor detector ring? <laughs> yeah, I'd be getting a refund on that. Wouldn't yeah, you? that was the one. Oh, Rick, my traitor detector ring. Fierce has just brought a lot. Oh, yeah. so good, right. so good. <laughs> Far out. On, so on to the more strategic conversations. Uh, we see Leroy and Gerline talking. And Leroy says, look, a traitor clearly got the shield and it gave them an open ticket for murder. We then see Leroy and Gerline join a conversation with Cousy and Kevin. And they're kind of saying the same thing. And this is where Cousy enters and says, well, mm, I actually think it could have been a, a, a blind shot in the dark, mm. not necessarily someone on a red team, which, again, I thought was insane because that's either drawing more attention to her as a potential traitor and if it was a blind shot crapshoot it only makes crystal's word carry more weight and apparently Mm. cuzzy she was looking at you yeah yeah yeah. crystal unfortunately at that point in time is not a rando no like (laughs) what like that is the worst defense for that yeah okay let's say it was Oh, God. At this point, they actually all have had a bit of a moment. Let's say it was Dom or Mickey. Oh, okay, that's a random shot. Yeah. Not Crystal. She was on the money half the time. No. Um. Mm, or very- Now, I reckon Melee must be quite familiar with the series and have watched before. So mm. we see her go to Trayvon and then to Leroy um, pushing mary's name and i thought what was really interesting was in her conversation with leroy 
she said that killing Crystal was evidence it was Mary because Crystal was such a close friend of Mary's. And, and that is straight from Wilf from Survivor UK's Befriend and Betray rule book. So even if she's completely wrong, knowing Melee's kind of thinking strategically, maybe we'll see more from her in the future. What do you think, Camille? Mm, I hope we do. I feel like we haven't heard a lot from Melee. I, I actually don't know much about her at all. No, we no. haven't had a lot from her. No, this is her breakout episode. And I and hey, I just like I said she was gonna be my winner's pick and she hasn't emerged until until this episode. So Yeah, she's on my she's on my list. She's on my list for longevity for sure. All right. I think she's she's quiet enough to make it long in this game called the traitors. We the girlene and Kevin relationship. Now this is a really interesting one because we're starting to see them come together as a strategic pair in a way we haven't seen in previous episodes. And he really levels with her and says he's going to be completely honest. He believes Mary is a traitor, um, but that they need to lower their threat level and start making some really public bad reads. And I loved this. This was something that oh. I did as well. And I, I thought it was really good to see him playing this way. And interesting that Gurleen is willing to take so much instruction from him. She even asked him at various mm. points specifically what she should say in certain situations. Mm. What do you think about mm. this relationship, Camille? Yeah, really interesting. Um, it just shows the influence that Kevin actually has for me. He's really powerful in this game. And I think, I think he's dangerous to the traders because once he was like Luke for me once he gets his claws into the game he might be hard to get out I mean you can always kill him that's the beautiful thing about being a traitor well, yeah, you can murder him but will it lead back to will it will it out the traders I don't know I think they're gonna have to get rid of him soon yeah sooner rather than later and I would definitely not I know I think you guys talked about considering even recruiting him yeah mm. did you guys we did yeah that, yeah that back when we thought they were going to recruit for the last two episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i think that would be a dangerous move for the traders he's too good yeah i think he'd uh, be dangerous to them but another wait and see watch this face yeah because annabelle like how i know you went on farmer once a wife but like <laughs> <laughs> if you were you you literally were like the two I see to Luke, like how much of Luke's previous experience? He was the two I see to Annabelle. Annabelle, <laughs> no, I, no. the other way. But like as somebody who worked with somebody who had previously won, well, actually, in this case, Luke had also won Big Brother. Did you take any of his firsthand experiences, especially being a winner, um, a little bit more seriously as opposed to, let's say? what I don't know anyone else would have said to you um the only time I ever took Luke's advice seriously was when he convinced me that we should just blow the whole game up because I was going out anyway um <laughs> and that was that was him kind of understanding the tv element of it and saying yeah. look if you're going to go out anyway you go out looking iconic don't go out with a whimper yeah. um otherwise like Phil, you know me, you know this <laughs> ego. Have I ever listened to a man in my life? <laughs> it wasn't, I don't care how many shows you've won. I'm always going to think I know better. <laughs> Girlene's a better woman than I am. Yeah. <laughs> but if we go into the mission now and you know what? I've I've written down who's in what cast, but not a lot was really no, said. No. Yeah, I wrote down um, all the names and then nothing came of it. Nothing came of it, but this mission, we're back in the church. We've seen this, <laughs> this is... before. <laughs> what did you think of this one, Camille? Well, I well, there was no coffin. There was no lying in a coffin. That's no yours. That's yours. That's right. Um, oh, look, to be honest, it was pretty boring for me. Look, we got Fierce. Fierce was out of, she wasn't the pouty face anymore from the, the breakfast. Mm -hmm. She was dancing around. We got the money, honey. Um, They were going really well. They won. Like, no biggie for me. I didn't get mm -hmm. too much out of that mission. No. You guys, what do you think? 
like, nah. It was just same old, same. Like, how many times have you seen this now? Yeah, and I just thought they haven't got much budget. The, the church didn't have many people. Like, we had every part of the pew covered with those faces and those people. Mm. You know, they had them spread out all over. Like, this is I think they were the local. I think they were the local church goers. Like, they were. The, the... <laughs> <laughs> they, that, look, for our season, they just got local people. They actually put out a thing saying, "Can local people come and do they want to help us out for a day?" Mm. Oh, they cute! Gave, yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. a real small town that they're in in Canada. Then. Where we were. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and the only thing I said was running. What they're running in the church? Oh. <laughs> we were not allowed to run. We had to walk briskly. Well, you wouldn't know because you were laying in a coffin, Annabelle. Show the big we- man some respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had two favourite parts of this mission. Um, my first was Trayvon, again, having a bit of a meltdown with their performance anxiety, but it actually being Kevin who can't hit the spot. Yeah. A man who probably never doubted himself in that role before now. So I thought that was amusing. The second favorite part, Kareen's outfit. She looks slay. Mm-hmm. It was structural. It was sexy. There was this slicked back hair. Tell me, Camille, that you were as hot and sweaty as I was. I was. I love her. She can't do anything wrong in my eyes. She looks the part. Like, I, I wanted to come and talk to you guys last week when she came in on the motorbike. I just wanted to talk about <laughs> how smoking she is. But she doesn't, she just never disappoints. We love her. Mm-hmm. I'm literally obsessed with her. Uh, <laughs> in her, while we're talking about her outfits, in her second outfit, did she have contacts in? Did I just imagine that? Oh, I felt she looked really vampiric. Yeah. Like she, she went full vampire. Yeah, and I was not about. We'll talk about it when we get to it. I was mm-hmm. not as keen on that outfit. <laughs> I, I thought well, the, she really peaked in the trash. Yeah, like do it, do it, like the puffy, doily, the puffy. yeah, puffy. What, what do you call those 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 shoulders? Yeah, poofy shoulders. <laughs> I'm, I'm always pro puff. In this case, I <laughs> uh, it was the necklace. It was the necklace oh. with the big red flower. I was like, it's making oh, a statement. Yeah. <laughs> the statement. It was making a statement. I just wasn't I sure what that was statement like, was. Swipe it. I was like, it's a bug. Swipe that thing. But <laughs> hey, it's it gross. Is, does does Corinne give you Simone vibes from our season? Not at all. Or she yes, does a it. little bit, and that's probably another reason I'm obsessed with Corinne. We were both. <laughs> We both love Simone. She was a distraction to us both during, I think. <laughs> um, we just didn't, it was an unspoken thing, but Simone, stop being so attractive. I can't think. And now, it might, well. It might have been unspoken for you, Camille. I told Simone every day I had a crush on her. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Team one, it's a clean sweep for them. They win all three rounds. And frankly, the rest of them should be shaking because Cousy was in this group as well. Um, but Leroy, yeah. Fisk, Cousy, Gurleane, Melee and Mickey all go to the armory. It's Mickey who gets the shield. I suspect that's not going to be changing anything substantial. Um, all right, let's move on to the post-mission where things get a little bit more juicy and Kevin is going aggressive on throwing Fierce's name out. He does it to a group with May and Cuzzy. He does it to Trayvon and Mike. All of these people will deny later having ever heard Fierce's name, which seems weird, but okay. Um, what what did we think about some of this post-mission gossip, Phil? Um, yeah, I wrote down planting seeds. Like, I think it was... I think that's the funny thing with sort of long-term strategy with traders. And I guess you guys could definitely speak to it way more than me, but I feel like it's very rare for people to be public with that long-term strategy, right? So like we, as in, in terms of like, Kevin was putting Fierce's name out there, not for that banishment though. It was to get her down the line. Well, he's playing. Yes, he is playing chess, not checkers. He is thinking, you know, banishments ahead. Yeah. Like well, I've never tra- seen It's a bit Sorry. of a checkmate in this situation because it's Fierce who goes out now anyway. Yeah, paid off. <laughs> <laughs> it was immediate. 
yeah. Um, yeah, I just found it really interesting. But also, like, it, they showed May clocking it. So it's yes. not like they weren't aware of it. I just have a weird feeling that a lot of them have, have basically, they weren't actually informed by the banishment. It's just that Fierce's behaviour was reinforced by Kevin's, like, I mean, what Kevin's words were, but previously were reinforced by Fierce's behaviour at the banishment, which then allowed them to just say, no, I just decided it. Yeah. Annabelle, do you really believe that people really change their minds at banishment or do you feel that you've sort of made your mind up no matter what people are going to say? Can we just... I'm the wrong person to ask (laughs) this question because I think the kind of person who makes their mind up at banishment is not the kind of person who's building alliances and being strategic about who you're voting for. And there was no way I was going to tell my alliance I was voting for a specific person at banishment and then go in and not do what I told them I was going to do. If if I can completely believe that people who aren't approaching this game in a strategic way, that people people who maybe aren't super familiar with the show will go into a banishment and be like, "Mm, no, I'm getting toxic vibes from Dom tonight. So I'm just going to write his name down. I can completely believe that. Do you disagree, Camille? I I just, I I feel that because I would always have my name, I always knew where I was going. And I feel like, ah. I I know what you're saying and I also know what happens with production when the production comes around and knocks on your door prior to banishment and says, look, you can change your mind, but we just sort of want to know where you're going to go. That's what happens, Philly. You Mm -hmm. tell production who you think you're going to be voting and you can give one or two names or three and you can, they clearly say you can change it in there. Um, But I feel the name you probably give them is the name you're probably going to write down. Yeah. Uh, I don't even believe when people say, and often, you know, you hear the, I had this name in my head before I came, but I've changed. I think that's just a line they use. I don't know. You, I think, you, I mean, there's plenty of times I heard people at banishment and what they said changed my mind on whether or not I thought they were a traitor. It just didn't change my vote. Mm. Um. We see then Kevin trying to mist Mary, who he thinks is a traitor. And so he's making an alliance with her, which she seems keen on. Bless this. Love the idea. Unfortunately, it's Cousy, not Mary. Sorry, babe. We've already <laughs> kind of covered this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and- it doesn't hurt. It's not like telling people. Um, I know I said to you, Annabelle, you're, what a great asset you are to Team Faithful. Like I would often tell people how great it was working with them as Faithfuls. I didn't care if I was talking to a trader or a Faithful. I told everybody I love working with them as Faithfuls in different ways, never the same thing. Like Luke mm-hmm. in our season would always say the same thing. I've got your back. I've got your back to everyone. You, you have to vary what, what you're saying, but it doesn't hurt letting people know you think they're faithfuls and you like working with them or whatever Mm. do you agree Annabelle yeah of course of course I I guess what I have been wondering I mean just just based on our own experience it's really hard to build um a deep connection mid-game you don't get that much time together, unlike Survivor, where you get days and days on the beach together. You have limited time to really speak to people. And Camille and I never got to work together, literally, because we didn't make time to talk in the first two days. Mm-hmm. So I am, I hope Kevin doubles down on his relationship with Cuzzy um, and keeps close to Girlene because putting too much faith in these later game relationships, I, I wonder if it's too late to build that trust though I do though I do remember that there was that thing at the very beginning where he basically says to Mary in the first episode that he does like her and Mm. blah 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 and then Mary ends up corroborating the same conversation with like basically what you guys are talking about so I guess from what you're saying then Annabelle then maybe this is him as transparent as it could potentially be be him still trying to like continue on that relationship from the first few days yeah no good point I'd completely forgotten about that 
Um, all right, we need to talk. This is our gaze for Leroy segment because we have another classic Leroy moment here where Trayvon um, comes to Leroy's big muscly arms and says, I've already prepared my exit speech. I know everyone's coming for me tonight. Are you coming for me tonight? Leroy's like, I know. He, he said to Leroy, I've had a panic attack. And Leroy says, oh. What was Leroy's response? Did you? What was it again? I can't remember. It was something really short and and, I, and not not as comforting as I thought Leroy would be. I stand Leroy. When Trayvon asks Leroy if he's a trade, he goes, ah, well, you could be. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of when Mel was spiralling. And obviously in that, this context, she, she was a trader. And he was like, well, to be honest, yeah. You are kind of just being super suspicious and chaotic and spiraling and blah, blah, blah. And that's why I'm going to vote for you. She's like, (laughs) King Leroy tells it like it is. And in fairness, this does seem to change Leroy's mind because we do see Uh from him later that in between this conversation and Trayvon at Banishment, he no longer thinks that Trayvon is a traitor. So even though he, he wasn't giving Trayvon a lot of cuddles and kisses, he was won over. Let's get to the round table. Both Cousy and Kevin think they're calling the shots. Fierce says she's a genius, but unfortunately only she can see it. And Corinne waltzes in with the questionable flower necklace. Kevin opens the conversation by calling Mike a nerd and saying it's weird he's not being nerdy enough. I thought this was a great call. Yeah. Major red flag to me that someone like Mike didn't have a lot of opinions when he's clearly a showboat. Yeah. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, I, I think I wrote down, like, back, bang on, like, go straight for him. And he's totally right. Like, I feel like we've all watched enough of any version of these sorts of shows enough to know that the the real fans, the people who would, they always make the most of it and they can talk so willingly about the strategy and the show and the experiences and blah, blah, blah. And if, hey, if Mike is sitting back looking pretty randomly, like in, in juxtaposition to his showboatiness, then yeah, massive red flag. Like mm. there would be no reason for a fan who's a faithful to not be acting like a crazy fan that's a faithful. Absolutely. Mike. What did you think about it, Camille? Oh, well, I am just reminded how good um, the poker players are in a game like Traders. What great read. Like, mm. like, like he, he had his agenda. I've just got to put it out there. Like, um, like he was um, trying to muddy waters. Of, he was, part of Kevin's strategy was, was explained to us. And whether or not he actually really thinks Mike's a trader or not, he just needs to get it out there. But he's spot on. And these poker players who can read those micro expressions and have those reads on those people are really great at this game. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I I thought it was a really good read. My concern is for him, traditionally correctly identifying the traitors publicly is a defense from murder. Yeah. These traders i don't know what they're smoking up there in traders tower together because every week they seem to do something that we think they're not and i worry (laughs) that kevin publicly outing mike as a traitor just makes mike want to murder him more Mm. surely after two weeks of them murdering people who are suspicious of them they can't then also then murder kevin as well like Though in saying that, the others haven't caught on, oh, not caught on, but, like, thought too hard about it back to back. So, yeah, they probably would just be like, oh, yeah, Kevin was just a loud voice. That's why they murdered him. Like, they probably wouldn't think too hard. Who knows? Thoughts and prayers, gaze for Kevin. Thoughts and prayers. Um, Kevin also calls out Fierce. Mary calls out Trayvon. And Leroy tries to bring everybody back to the facts, which is someone on the red team is a traitor. (laughs) Mary was serving goth goddess tonight, (laughs) I thought. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but I was a little bit steamy for Mary too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did notice that. I was like, oh, the the, um, smoky eyes on tonight. Now, we haven't asked you yet, Camille. Obviously, we've got our own gaze for 
Have mm-hmm. you picked a gaze for team to Barrett? I'm on all those gay teams. I'm on all of them. I'm gaze for Leroy, gaze for Dom, gaze for Mary. <laughs> I'm just, I just love to get around. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Camille's like, just gay, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody out. But, but I, I was thinking, I was like, I can't believe last episode. I was like, I'm gay for Crystal. And then she gets murdered the next, I mean, yeah, murdered the next episode. But I do, I do realize that like, I love that her final moment before she got murdered was literally rewriting May's name after she corrected her. <laughs> That's her final moment on the traders was that she rewrote her name out of I pettiness. That was, I, love it. I loved it. Both Rick and um, Crystal were quite sassy about May and their interviews <laughs> that I listened to today. It was a lot of fun. Everyone go listen to those. Um, all right, so the votes come in. There's three votes for Trayvon. That's May, Kevin, Mike. Trayvon, always out there voting roguely, doing the worst. Votes for Mary. <laughs> Girlene and Fierce vote for May and then everybody else votes for Fierce. I particularly enjoyed Mel A, who was like, look, Fierce, not entirely convinced you're a faithful. I'm oh, sorry, not entirely convinced you're a traitor, but you derail and you deflect. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, Fierce, Fierce did not take this well, Phil. Fierce was not happy about this. Tell us, how did you feel about this? <laughs> um, I was very disappointed. Okay, so I, I stupidly like, and not stupidly. I went on um Twitter before, like what days ago now, and mm. I got spoiled because I follow her on Twitter, and so I knew that this was going to be the outcome. Um, and so I was already prepared to lose her this episode, but in saying that. <laughs> She couldn't have left as much like her as possible. Just the saltiness <laughs> was just like amazing. Like I do kind of love that everybody's kind of being a bit petty and salty out the door. Like I love it. It's it it, it actually shows that they I don't know. I don't know what it actually shows to be honest. Because when everybody was um uh salty on your guys' season, it was because everybody kept doing the wrong thing consistently. So, like, that was such a different scenario. But this time, I don't even know why they're all being salty. I think it's just because they all keep yelling at each other. Hmm. Oh, are you sad to see Fierce go, Camille? Oh, I I was just thinking then, who am I actually really invested in? <laughs> um, I, I, like, as in, not like, I'm not too sad, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I don't actually, I love, Le- I really like Leroy. Um, and I've got on my longevity list, like I've just got on my who I think is going to make it to the end. I don't know mm-hmm. who's going to win because that end game is so hard. You have to get it so right to take the money home. Um, but Mel A's there. Um, Girlene was on my list to make it all the way. Um, mm. And Leroy. But I, and Donna, look, I love Donna, but are we going to talk about whether or not she's going to make it? I've got a bad feeling for her and murder. Really? I think Donna's our best ever performing psychic. Um, And so I'm really hoping she can do the psychics proud. I just feel that she's so cemented herself as a faithful that Mm. somewhere along the way she's just, she's going to have to get murdered because she's not going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Who who do you absolutely love, Annabelle and Philly? Like who is it? Who is your number one in this cast? I will never emotionally recover <laughs> from Leroy's exit. Um, Leroy? It's, yeah, like Leroy, probably not going to win this, but I oh. will be knocking down buildings when he's either bird, murdered or banished. I have like a strong affection for Mary as well. Um, I think she was my preseason Winnipeg and mm. I love her. She's just so sassy and like not yeah. afraid to dunk on people. And I love that too. And then I don't think we can have spent as much time with Kevin as we have mm. seen that much of his strategy. Like Kevin is playing the way that I wanted to play. If we could just take my ability to identify traitors and then Kevin's whole game, I think <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, yeah. So I 
but I, I think because we've been talking about this every week, like I genuinely, I love these people. Mm. I have a parasocial relationship with them at this point. Yeah. What about you, Phil? Yeah, because, yeah, basically my people are basically the same as yours, Annabelle. And, like, you know, I would have loved to see Crystal. Sorry. And Kuzi. Don't forget the traders, Kuzi and Mark oh, yeah. as well. But, but I, I feel like I'm not as invested in their journey as much. And I don't really know why. Maybe because they, they are just sort of doing fine at the moment. I think I like when a trader's journey is a bit up and down and they've had to really... I think I also like when they, there has been accusation on them and we have to see them fight mm. and, and oh, see yeah. them get out of that. If they get out of it, then you're like, oh, I get it. But right now they're perfectly... Well, to our knowledge, they're perfectly fine in their current positions and they're just sort of because every episode they seemingly like no we're undetected undetected it's like i swear every episode somebody says mike's name so let's not pretend that he's completely undetected um and so yeah so i it'll, i'll get i'll get behind them if uh they have some accusations on them or they're a recruited trader out of all the people we just selected and Kind of like what was to your benefit, Camille, is that because you were the recruited trader, by the time you came to the end, you were like the winner in everyone's eyes because Sam and Blake were just so on the other end of everything. Um, and so, yeah, so it's like it's to, it's to some of the others' benefit to be recru- a recruited trader. But, yeah, um, yeah, I would say it's the same people. Like I would love to love Dom and Mickey and May and stuff like that, but unfortunately I just don't feel any particular way i'm literally obsessed with Kuzi and mike i think i have two biases though number one i've spent five weeks calling their murders messy so if they do go ahead and win <laughs> then i'm wrong and god forbid i'm wrong and b i went in a faithful i went out of faithful i have a strong bias in favor of the faithfuls i'm team faithful to the end mm-hmm. yeah. get yeah. that money yeah um yeah, right all right, so the afterwards, um, yeah, we get all of this nonsense about how no one had heard her name during the day. Yes, you did. <laughs> Two concerns for me came out of this. Kevin was throwing Fierce's name out all day, didn't vote for her. Do you think he's going to cop heat for that, Camille? I think he does. I think he will. Yeah, I think someone will bring that up. Mm, but, I, like, I, I really just don't know with this bunch of faithfuls. Mm. Um, yeah. I I think what they're going to be doing is looking at who has never had their name brought out. That's what I think the next episode's going to be about yeah. more. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think that's where we're going to hear a bit from Koozie and she's going to have to defend herself. Yeah. Because, yeah, because at this point we've basically heard the same three or four names repeat and we've lost three people in one episode. Well, obviously to us it's three in one episode, but... We've heard the same names and then what on top of the people that have already left, we've heard May every episode, Mary every every episode, like it's been Kevin every episode. So at some point in time, they're going to have to turn to um, some of the others to sort of. Yeah, no one has spoken about Leroy. No one has spoken about Mel A. No Mm. one, Donna had the heat on her early Mm. and nothing now. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, Donna had the Sarah, though, the Sarah moment, though. There were so many Sarah moments. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> hey, what, were, what was interesting, Corinne did um, say at Banishment, look, Faithfuls, we're what? halfway through now. So episode five. So Because I didn't know how many episodes they're going to be. Do you guys know a definitive number of, like, is there 10 episodes mm-hmm. for this season? I don't know the answer to that, but if she said halfway through, you've got to imagine there's going to be around 10 unless something completely cooked happens at the end like us. Well, um, like I just counted the amount of people that are left. It works out that if we had four episodes where two people go home, there will be a final five by the time it's the final episode. Okay. So we go up to Traitor's Tower. Mike full of confidence, certain they're undetectable because he goes, yeah, well, I might be, but honey, let me tell you, you ain't. You're coming up left, right and centre. She also tells us and reiterates, look, I think the smart move is to recruit. And as we said last time, Phil, Mike needs to recruit a man and Kuzi needs to recruit a reality star. Mm -hmm. But 
because he's happy to let Mike blow up his game <laughs> at this point if he wants. Mm, yeah. You were recruited, yeah. Camille. What do you think they should do? Recruit, kill? And if you think recruit, who should they be recruiting? Okay, so I, I truly believe once you recruit, you weaken your team. Um, and I think by putting it off, you can try and remain the, the strong two. Um, if you do recruit, I love this idea of the reality star scapegoat. Mm -hmm. um, if I was Koozie, I'd probably bring in May, to be honest, um, mm. bit yeah. other female who's already had her name out there. Um, and if I was Mike, yeah, and um, who would I bring in if I was Mike? I don't know. Who do you think with Mike? Mm. It's hard for Mike because... Um, there could there's nobody it needs to be a man um but even if they get rid of a man there's still actually if they got rid of a man who's not a reality star then that means that the other person has to be a reality star either male or female so i think that mike needs to recruit one of our sweet 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 um civilians and it, the pool there is small Basically, yeah. the last one left is Dom. Yeah. But do you think if he recruited Mickey, for example, would that take the heat off Kuzi as being a reality person then? I think so. But as we discussed before, Mickey's never going to be able to sell being a day one traitor. This person yeah. has to be able to sell themselves as day oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't take the heat off Mike. Mike yep. needs it to be someone like a Dom. And again, I don't think Dom can sell being a day one traitor and and Dom, no one's looking at him. So I think, yeah, someone like a Kevin who might be too smart for them to flick. Mm. Yeah, it's like they literally, the only people I'm looking at everybody's names, the only people who I feel like could play, pull off a day one traitor would literally have to be like May. <laughs> uh Kevin like Kevin yeah there's like no if one else Kevin, if Kevin joined them Kevin could team up team up with Koozie who's in the Fierce Four Alliance mm. um and off Mike and there's Absolutely. Kevin aim to the end yeah you, you, with Kevin's Kevin. dangerous Kevin's dangerous the and guys the KK yeah. yeah May couldn't pull that off so I think I don't know what Mike can do at this point I am worried for Mike next time on Kevin comes at Mike again. Mate, I'm still suspicious of you. Leroy, Cousy, and Gurleen's names are coming up. So, yes, I'm lighting my candle gaze for Leroy. Oh, wow. Don't you touch him. <laughs> um, And we see May bring up Cousy at round table. Na -na -na -na. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And was Donna there? Did you see Donna? Did I see Donna? I, to be honest, wasn't doing a frame by frame to see who was still in the game. I didn't want to spoil myself too much. But do you think Donna's getting murdered tonight, Camille? Look, I don't know. I would have loved to have. I had a prediction last episode four. My prediction was Rick going, Crystal being murdered. And then I thought there was going to be a recruitment, which I thought would be May. Um, so I got that last one wrong. Um, so I wanted to come tonight and with a real prediction, but I don't have a good one. I really don't. Um, if I have to, if I'm forced, I'm just going to say Donna's been murdered, just going to say it. Yeah. And who do you think is going to be banished? I don't know. I, be I bet it'll be Gurleen. The Kuzi thing in the previews are misdirect and it'll you be mean? like a same, same but different. It'll be Gurleen or somebody like that instead. I think Trayvon's yeah. going to be murdered. Let me just throw that out there as a wild card. Yeah, because he's just too faithful now. Yeah, and he's also on the team that wasn't part of the Shield oh, group. Oh, yes. No oh, yeah. oh, yeah, whoops. Oh, Donna's part of that group as well. Okay. <laughs> it could be Donna again. It could be Donna again. Um, Donna. And I've got absolutely no idea who's going to be banished. That's far beyond my powers of perception. We need Donna here, really, to give us the insight on that one. Yeah, Donna, speak to us, please. TikTok, TikTok guests. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Did you you know where that's from? That's what Kareem said to yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Sorry, slow on the uptakes. Slow on the uptake. 
On that note, Camille, it has been absolutely amazing having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Oh my God, what you don't know about me is that I'm a treasure hunter and I have a YouTube channel called 10 Target Detecting. We upload videos every week of us gold panning, looking for treasures with our metal detectors, going out magnet fishing, stuff like that. Um, check it out on 10 Target Detecting. Um, I did some podcasts with The Trader and I did something on Spilling Reality, talking about my game on Trader Season 2 Australia. Um, and that's it. Stunning. And what's your Instagram handle so that people can oh, have a Instagram. central location to find all that? Oh, yeah, Camille.Cheech, C-H-I-C-H-E. Hot. And Phil, my everything, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Chili Philly and then on Instagram at Chili Philly. C-H-I-L-I-P-H-I-L-L-Y. Very hot. Uh, everybody can find me Instagram, Twitter, Annabelle CE. And very excitingly, Phil and I are getting our own feed. We will be launching that soon where you can follow all things Babes on the Brink. Stay tuned. Um, we are also covering Survivor UK. <laughs> the first episode should be out now. Unfortunately, I was evicted early, um, but it was still, I had the best time ever. I was there for the experience, even if I couldn't win. <laughs> and uh, I'm also covering the Amazing Race Australia Celebrity Edition on silent podcasts. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Ryan, for hosting us. See you next week. Bye. Bye.